standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go Beyond the Bell. Number one, I made more money with Randy than anybody else. On a professional level, he worked the gimmick perfectly. He never let his ego get involved with this, like so many people let their ego get involved. They don't want to do a job or they don't want to lose. He just was strictly business. And he had the gimmick down. I mean, he was a pleasure to work with. You could count on him being there. He never pulled up short. Even when he got hurt really bad, he'd still wrestle. And he was the most consistent person as far as being a businessman I'd ever been in the ring with. And, and that, that counts for everything. You know, being consistent and working. And when, when a promoter puts a huge load on you, you know, that you've, if you've got to wrestle seven or eight hundred times in a row over a course of several years, you make all the appearances and you don't break a fingernail or you break a, a bone in your hand or you get your teeth knocked out or you lose the vision in your left eye and you, and you can't, oh, I can't work because I can't see out of my eye anymore. Nothing's stopping you. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Welcome back to the show that brings you all things nostalgia and old school in the world of professional wrestling. Beyond the Bell, via the SNS Radio Network. I'm your host, once again, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, here with you as we look back at the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment. And this week we will continue on with our Hulkamania Chronicles series. This edition, the Mega Powers explode. And look at the look on Andre the Giant's face. Andre looks confident, doesn't he? He's not getting caught up in all of this hoopla. Look at the man. He looks ready for business. He doesn't care about all these thrills. Ben DiBiase having a laugh. Listen to this, Mr. DiBiase. Listen to that! That's for you, Andre! Listen for that, Andre! You know oh, look at that! You listen, know, Jesse, listen! You know what I find remarkable about this, McMahon? What? That's the song Real American, and we're in Canada. These people ain't Americans. What are they yelling about? Hulk Hogan is a real American and a real champion the whole world over. He's the champion until February 5th. Then we'll find out. At this time, I would like to introduce the man 
who on Friday, February the 5th, will be challenging Hulk Hogan for the title. He is seven foot four and a half, 425 pounds, Andre the Giant. You know, look at him, McMahon. He's never looked better. Look at the confidence. Look at the look of concern on the Hulkster's face. With he Andre he better tonight, be concerned. Look at the, look at the confidence. Card. Virtual for the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. I mean, to me, Andre has the look of the champion. Hogan has the look and of the challenger. Time, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you the esteemed president of the World Wrestling Federation, the distinguished Jack Tunney. Mr. Tunney. Gentlemen, your respective uh, representatives have studied thoroughly the contractual material. Let's uh, get with it and uh, sit down. All right, gentlemen, if you'd please be seated. We can get the signatures the fixed to the proper documents. You know, I'm not really President sure if this, if this table's big enough for both the of them. Contract. I'm not too sure that a 20-foot square ring Andre. is big enough for both of them. Mr. Lusimov, if you be put together. kind enough, sir, please 330 pounds. Incredible. And we can I'm, I'm going to be interested to see who hand. signs first. I think Andre's playing Just a waiting moment. game here. This is a Andre sight the game giant. going on here. If you would be kind enough to please sit down. President Tunney. You better say please, Oakland. Sit down and sign Oh, come on, this is ridiculous. Who does that giant think he is? I get the impression that... Maybe he's not going to sign. Maybe there's not going to be a match. here in anticipation of this big February the 15th in Indianapolis. I won't ask again, but Andre, please. He's a little uh, exchange going on between the Million Dollar Man. That's right, he's conferring with the Million Dollar Man, who now owns the rights to Andre, courtesy of Bobby Heenan with a few dollars to... A few dollars. A couple of bucks here and there. Yeah, I bet. And the giant is moving. What do you think the price was that Heenan got? I have Andre? no idea. I'd love to know. Because you can bet, even though Andre the Giant sold out, you can Fine. bet he didn't come cheap. Look I, at the size of I, Andre the Giant. Whoa. Uh-oh, look at, look at, going to squeezing routine. We saw that before. Ha, and Hogan saw it, but not quite from that angle. I don't think I've ever seen a look of concern on the Hulkster's face quite like we see here tonight. Well, I mean, stop and think about it. The guy got by by the skin of his teeth in WrestleMania 3. Very controversial. Many people, including myself, feel Andre won it. And now Hogan's going to have to step oh, right back in there again. This is at hand. I believe Mr. Hogan's signature going on page two. And Go ahead, Hogan. Go ahead, sign it. Sign it. Why are you hesitating? What are you waiting for? Are you having second thoughts, Hogan? Are you thinking maybe you should have accepted that generous offer I made? Why do you hesitate? You look a little nervous. You think it's too this late for Hogan wanted, to change his mind? You want to take the offer to all the Hulkamaniacs that your pride and your integrity means more to you than money. So why do you hesitate, Hogan? Are you getting cold feet? Are you thinking maybe 
That's not just a contract for the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight title in front of you. No, Hogan, that's a career-ending contract, and you know it. Whoa. Because you know this man right here. Just about a year ago at WrestleMania 3, beat you. In just under three minutes, he beat you, Hogan. That's it, sign it. Go ahead, sign it. You just signed your career away, Hogan, because as of February 5th, this man will have all the money in the bank. That title will be bought and paid for around my waist. And you, you will be history. Well, we're going to get Andre to sign it, but it's going to be official. Andre to try and get to affix his signature to the contract that will sign and seal. The meeting of these two men for the first time since WrestleMania 3. Look at the size of those Andre hands, the Jesse. Giant challenging That's Hulk Hogan on Friday deal. night, February the 15th in Indianapolis for the World Wrestling Federation's Heavyweight Champion. Look, look at Andre, he's taking no chances either. He's leafing through there to make sure Jack Tunney didn't pull no small print. Oh, wait a minute, what's this? You know me, that's just a little extra, little incentive money. <laughs> Andre just pointed something out in the contract. In the contract being pointed out to Andre. You know, by the million dollar man, Teddy the Hulkster. He wants to take his time. Yeah, I believe it has more of a look of concern. Contractual material. I think he has a look of downright worry. The preeminent title in all the professional today. And that's a rarity. Federation heavyweight champion. But certainly, all of that is justified. And Hogan has, I believe, had just about all he can take. Sign the contract, please. Boy, they're toying around with Hulkster. Hey, this oh. is an important document, McMahon. I mean, look at him toy around with him. Wait a minute. You can sign it, and we could have been over with this thing five minutes ago. Let me tell you something, little man. He can take all the time he wants. What's going on here now? This man has waited for almost a year for this opportunity. He was robbed of this title just about a year ago. He can take his time. He is savoring the moment. You just hold the mic and shut up. Well, you know, the same thing applies, McMahon. If you were to sit down and buy some new rat trap house, you'd sit down and read that mortgage real close. Jack Tunney already said, both principals oh. and their respective representative have indeed read the contract thoroughly. Jack Tunney said it. That's like getting a guarantee from Ali North. There's nothing here that is going to prevent us from signing this contract here tonight, live in front of an audience all over the country. I certainly hope not. All right, make up your mind, Andre. Stop playing games with Hulk Hogan. Either sign it or get up and get out of here, and let's progress with the matches. I'll tell you what, if Andre doesn't sign it, I'll bet you they go at it right now. Nah. Because Hulk would not sit there and go through all of this humiliation to have Andre. Wait a minute, is he signing? He's signing it. Andre the Giant is signing the contract for the big one, February the 5th, Friday night. Now that you've signed the contract, Andre, put your official stamp of approval on it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stamp of approval. We may have February 5th. Oh, Andre, put the official stamp of approval on it. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> now look how look easily he did that. Look at him. Take a long, hard look. 
It has been very difficult for me to introduce this man without using World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan here at WrestleMania 4 this afternoon. You've got the opportunity to change that. Oh, yeah, it's been hard to live with, man. Fee, five, foe, fum, Andre. One long year, and your time has come, man. No marks, no scars, no blemishes on the Hulkster, brother. But inside, man, I've been scarred for one long year. Everywhere I go, man. All the little Hulksters ask me, is there any truth to the fact that there was a controversial count? Hulkster, did you really get him over your head? Did you really beat the Giants? Well, today, man, in WrestleMania 4, we're going to wipe all that controversy out. Andre the Giant, in the second round, when you're fresh as a daisy, with the whole world watching, I'm going to prove, brother, that I can beat you anywhere, anytime. And all my Hulkamaniacs, they're going to feel it, too. Speaking of the Hulkamaniacs, Hulk Hogan, we have seen him here at Atlantic City, and I know millions others are watching very intently all around yeah, the world. but if you look in their eyes, man, have you seen the fear in all those little holsters? They realize that when I get Andre the Giant cinched up in the launch position, when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother, from New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line is going to break off. And as Andre the Giant falls into the ocean, as my next two opponents fall to the ocean floor and I pin him, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. But as Donald Trump hangs onto the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. But Donald, if something happens, you run out of gas, and all those little Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Oh, and thank you, Hulk Hogan. Let's get back to action. Wow. At WrestleMania on March 27th at the convention center in Atlantic City, I was there. Hogan left the back area to a loud ovation. He walked to the ring for his match with Andre the Giant, but the pre-match festivities ended quick. Andre attacked him, and the brawl was on. Chairs were used by each other all over the place by both competitors. Ted DiBiase was involved, as was Virgil. A decision was rendered, and a double disqualification was announced. Both men were eliminated from the tournament, and the crowd was stunned. Hogan got a certain amount of revenge on Virgil by suplexing him into the aisleway. Andre was also body slammed. The tournament continued and Savage made it to the finals against DiBiase. Elizabeth accompanied her man DiBiase had Andre the Giant in his corner. Not a fair fight, especially when the former world champion kept interfering in the match. 
Andre prevented Savage from landing an axe handle on DiBiase from the top rope. Savage spoke to Elizabeth, who ran back to the dressing room. Moments later, Hogan appeared from the darkness. The crowd erupted. Hogan and Andre brawled on the outside after Andre pulled Savage through the ropes. A missed elbow led to a million-dollar dream. The ref was distracted long enough for Hogan to enter the ring and hit DiBiase with a steel chair. Savage got up and landed his big elbow. The CM Punk elbow now. The pin. Hogan celebrated with Savage and Elizabeth. The macho man Randy Savage was WWF champion for the very first time. The bond was sealed and the mega powers were formed. WWF wrestling into the summer had more of the same. Hogan and Savage battled DiBiase and Andre on house shows throughout the country. The Mega Powers were battling the Mega Bucks. The premise behind here is to give the Macho Man Randy Savage some of the rub, that superstar rub, from Hulk Hogan as he was doing his movies and he was stepping back from the world title picture, giving the Macho Man the opportunity to be the top dog in the World Wrestling Federation. In Milwaukee, at WrestleFest on July 31st, Hogan beat Andre in a special cage match. In the main event of the initial SummerSlam on August 29th of 1988, the Powers wrestled the Bucks in a tag team matchup. Jesse Ventura at that match acted as special guest referee. Hogan pinned DiBiase to win the match. Yet again, the good guys were victorious. He teamed with Savage again at the November pay-per-view in Richfield along with Hillbilly Jim, the Mighty Hercules, and Coco Beware. On the other side of this was DiBiase, the Twin Towers, the Big Boss Man and Akeem, Haku, and the Red Rooster. I'm rocking my head as I say it. Hogan pinned Haku after seven men were eliminated and the bout ended. Savage and Hogan were once again left in the ring to celebrate to close the show. The Mega Powers were alive and well. During this time, we saw Miss Elizabeth actually become part manager to Hulk Hogan as well. Then, on February 3rd, at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, the mega powers exploded. The show was nearly a year to the day of the broadcast of Hogan's f- loss of the world title, also billed as the main event and shown live on primetime television. Hogan and Savage teamed that night against their arch enemies, the Twin Towers, Akeem, and the Big Boss Man, who were managed at the time by the 
the future Reverend Slick. During the match, Elizabeth was injured after falling from the ring apron. This was shocking at the time. She had taken a bump off the ropes. Hogan, instead of remaining in the ring to help the macho man Randy Savage, ran to Elizabeth's aid and rushed her back to the dressing room for help. The damsel in distress, the Hulkster, was there. The macho man saw it a different way. While Hogan was gone, the towers pummeled Savage and clearly dominated the bout, embarrassing the champion. Hogan returned to the the delight of the crowd and immediately asked for a tag from Savage, but the macho man refused. He refused and left the ring and ended up leaving Hogan stranded in his two-on-one fight. Hogan won for his team, of course, and celebrated alone. The Hulkster did it. Clearly, there was an established tension between the two most popular stars in the WWF. Shortly afterwards, in the dressing room, Savage attacked Hogan. The breakup was more defined. The mega powers had officially exploded. afternoon it's finally here because hulkamaniacs i don't think i could take another week like this last one man anytime i was approached with the subject of the macho man or anything that's gone down in the past as i tried to explain as i tried to talk my stomach started to twist and as the words started to come up my body i was strangling myself man i was so torn apart by this thing i couldn't even talk the talking's over with but thank God for all my little holsters, 
because the way they've stuck behind me these last few weeks, it's like euphoria, man. It's like a feeling, a power surge the holsters never felt before, man. It starts low at the tip of my toes, at the very foundation of the maniacs. And as it surges up, as it creeps up my body, man, and as it pumps the life, the blood veins through my arms, all the way up to the delts, all the way up to my neck, through my brain, I feel that Hulkamania will be reborn in WrestleMania 5. I feel that Hulkamania is the strongest force in the universe. It is me and the Macho Man explode off the launching pad in the Trump Plaza. There's only going to be one that's going to survive, and that's going to be the Holster brother. But I can't help but wonder, Macho Man, where you're coming from. What type of support you've had these last few weeks? What type of thoughts have ran through your mind as you've cast aside Elizabeth and everybody else that was dedicated to you? Let me tell you something, Macho Man. When we come down to WrestleMania 5, it's going to be the truth, brother, that makes Hulkamania survive. Hulk Hogan, yeah. You say you don't know where the macho man is coming from? Yeah, you're right. You don't know anything about the macho man, Randy Savage, and where I'm coming from. Because it's mind-boggling to you, yeah. How one man could make it to the top of the World Wrestling Federation mountain, yeah. All by myself. No pukesters helping me to the left. And no pukesters helping me to the right. Didn't need them then, don't need them now. And another person I don't need is Elizabeth either, yeah. Because I'm the champion by myself, all by myself. You don't know where I'm coming from, Hulk Hogan, this Sunday afternoon. But I know where you're coming from, yeah. I know everything about Hulk Hogan, yeah. I know what makes you tick, yeah. And you've got the audacity, yeah, to see that in WrestleMania 5, that Hulkamania is going to survive. You don't know me, Hulk Hogan. You don't know where I'm coming from. After I'll beat you with that big elbow and pin you one, two, three, guaranteed victory. I'm going to tell you and all the pukesters out there one last time before this Sunday afternoon. Hulkamania is that brings us to Wrestlemania 5 I will say it again I was there live and in person what a spectacular event that right there shows the importance of a rivalry that culminates at the biggest event in businesses companies and industries history a match at Wrestlemania for the world title was being talked about. The main question was, which corner was Elizabeth going to be in? In the weeks preceding the April 2nd match in Atlantic City, many speculated about her decision. Finally, Elizabeth stated that she would be in a neutral corner that night, impartial, right down the middle. Daddy. The Mega Powers fought and fought hard. Hogan pinned Savage and regained the world title. If you look back, 
during that event in Atlantic City, you'll actually see me in two parts. I was in the pre-show with uh, when Mr. Fuji was running down the boardwalk for that marathon he was doing. I was there. And I was actually interviewed as one of the fans, you know, that was booing Mr. Fuji when he was doing that run. Uh, the second part is you'll see me if you go to my Facebook page or ringannouncing.com. You'll see very blatantly me posing as the macho man Randy Savage. Even though I was a Hulkamaniac, I dressed up as Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan many times. This new outfit was the Macho Madness outfit. You know, not the tassels, the cape, headband, and all. You'll see ring announcer Sean Beckerman at an early age dressed up as the Macho Man, and I'm seen on that WrestleMania during one of the uh, the match breaks uh, as uh, Gorilla and uh, Jesse the Body Ventura were talking. You know, me, you know, me waving and doing point and doing the Macho Man pointing the finger up in the air. So, look into that, fans. After more than a year of not having the belt, he had once again achieved the top, the top mark in the World Wrestling Federation. In Des Moines, on May 27th, Hogan faced the big boss man for the title in a special steel cage matchup. The boss man was a formidable foe at the time and was a top contender and a possibility to take the championship. I remember seeing him many times at Madison Square Garden take on... uh, several competitors but i remember one match in particular i think it was it took place in the middle of the card now knowing that hulk hogan certain times wanted his matchup to be uh before intermission so he can head back to the hotel and get dinner in time but i was wondering why this this matchup with the big boss man was going to come up before intermission i was shocked that was because i was sitting front row in madison square garden in anticipation could hogan lose the title to the boss man i could not believe it i was so excited the match marked the initial appearance in Des Moines on the 27th of a man named Zeus, otherwise known in acting circles as Tiny Lister Jr., of course, but still to this day people call him Zeus. Lister had co-starred with Hogan in a movie entitled No Hold Barred. Hogan retained his title that night in, in Iowa by climbing over the top of the cage to the floor. The big boss man in the match, also saw Hogan's superplex of the challenger from the top of the cage to the ring floor, but it was his entanglement with Zeus which sparked a new challenge for the Hulkster. Hogan was going to have to overcome his movie foe in the wrestling ring. Several days later, on June 2nd, their movie was released in the U.S. The subtitle of the film was No Ring, No Ref, No Rules. Still to come, the gigantic main event. Macho Man Randy Savage and Zeus to meet Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. We could feel the heat even before the summer began. As life often imitates art, on the set of No Holds Barred, the animosity was already building between Zeus and Hulk Hogan. Then on Saturday night's main event, on May 27th of this year, the first public confrontation between these two men. Wait a minute, what's going on here? This man should be sent back to the dressing room. What is going on? Apparently, Zeus wants a real-life confrontation here, McMahon. This ain't the movies here. This is nose-to-nose. Look at the size of that monster. 
Standing in the hole. Oh, a kick to the chest area by Zeus. Zeus hammering in the back of the head. Down the trapezius area again. Zeus is a maniac just hammering the holster down. And what a surprise to Hogan. He's still got to face the boss battle. Look at Zeus is just leaving him laying. There's the champ. Then in July, at the heat of summer, on the Brother Love Show, Macho Man Randy Savage introduces Zeus. Sensational fury. Right now, tell the entire world who the human wrecking machine is. Zeus! 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 Zeus is the human wrecking machine, and he's got the madness in his eye. Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake accept the challenge. The Barber Beefcake had their reply. Partner Brutus the Barber Beefcake, we formally accept the challenge of the Macho Man and that big monster Zeus for SummerSlam. Would you do that? July the 29th on Saturday Night's Main Event. It was quite obvious that Zeus, following the match between the Macho Man and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, was impervious to pain. Take a look. Beefcake now. Oh, Missy with the roundhouse and yes, there it is, the sleeper hole. Zeus ain't back in the 
SummerSlam 89 was held on August 28th in East Rutherford, New Jersey at the Meadowlands. I was there. Hogan was going to team with Brutus Beefcake, another popular superstar against Savage and Zeus. I had a new costume set up for me. Not the Hulkster. Not the Macho Man. But yes, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You go on my Facebook page. You go on ringannouncing.com. You see me with the scissors making the fa- the... Brutus Beefcake Face, that's your ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, folks, at SummerSlam 89, dressed as Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Hogan was going to team with Brutus Beefcake because they were close friends, you know, and Brother Brutai, as he used to call him, and they were really good friends backstage and wanted to give the rub to his friend Beefcake. They were victorious in their endeavors. In October, Hogan faced Ted DiBiase for his title during Saturday Night's main event. Before I get into that, I also want you guys to look back at that SummerSlam match because as you see Brutus Beefcake come out, close-up of yours truly flexing the scissors doing the Brutus Beefcake face. Look at it when they say, oh, here it comes, Brutus Beefcake. And his music plays and you see him walking down the aisle. They pan, they do a pan shot of the arena and they cut to me doing with with the scissors making the face. Watch it, fans. Look back at it. Interesting. If someone finds it on YouTube and posts it up on the SNS Radio Network, that would be great. Just to see a young ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, at SummerSlam '89. So let's go back to in October when Hogan faced DiBiase for his title during Saturday Night's main event. Zeus was then again present. But obviously, DiBiase's money had opened the door for him. After the successful title defense, Zeus attempted to break Hogan's neck. Jake Roberts ran out to end the attack, the snake. Despite his heightening popularity, things were looking bleak and were going to get worse. On November 25th of 1989, Hogan wrestled the genius Lanny Poffo during Saturday Night's main event on NBC. The genius had been an advisor for Mr. Perfect and also been an established wrestler, holding a version of the world title himself many years before, the brother of Macho Man Randy Savage. He was also known for often reciting poetry prior to his matches. Perfect, on the other hand, was one of Hogan's top challengers, and he was believable. Hogan lost two things that fateful night. The first was the WWF world title belt, although he remained WWF champion. The genius who had handed him a countout defeat, which was the other loss that night, conspired with Perfect to destroy Hogan's WWF championship. They shattered the golden plate, which they partied the night away with. It was the same belt that the WWF rekindled in 98 to establish the new hardcore title, which was given to Mick Foley. In December, he continued another saga when he teamed with Beefcake to beat Savage and Zeus in a pay-per-view cage match. On on January 21st of 1990, the annual Royal Rumble was held in Orlando, Florida. Hogan entered the ring at number 25 and was a prime suspect to win the event. 
At the point in which he ran to the ring, six men were battling for position. Hogan was immediately, immediately attacked by Jimmy Snuka, who, in turn, was tossed out by a clothesline. Haku was next with a big boot to the face. In a matter of seconds, he had eliminated two competitors. The honky-tonk man, the model Rick Martel, and the ultimate warrior were the others in the ring. Two minutes later, Shawn Michaels ran out. Hogan tossed out the honky-tonk man, and HBK was next by the warrior. Martel was thrown out, and there were only two participants left. Hogan and the warrior circled each other as the Orlando crowd watched in amazement. The world champion and the intercontinental champion, the two most popular wrestlers in the ring, were together. Two of the most popular superstars were standing in the ring together. A previously unthinkable matchup. This is very hard these days to have because you see so many matchups on live TV for main events during Raw and SmackDown. You kind of miss those days where I wonder if this guy would face this guy. What would happen? Now it's between different eras, like a CM Punk Stone Cold situation. A few bumps and crossovers later, the two double clotheslined each other and left unmoving on the mat. They were soon joined by a third man, the Barbarian, who took advantage of the situation. Rick Rude ran out and entered the fracas. It seemed like Hogan and the Hogan Warrior battle was over as they turned their attention elsewhere. The fans wanted only one thing. At one point, the Warrior even pre- prevented Rude and the Barbarian fr- from eliminating Hogan. With a running dr- with a running drive, Hulk ran at the three others, and the Warrior flipped over the top rope. He was eliminated, but the IC champ returned to the ring and pummeled both heels before running back to the dressing room. The warrior made his presence known. Hogan was double-teamed until Hercules Hernandez entered the game. Mr. Perfect was last. When it was all said and done, Hogan tossed Rude and Perfect to the floor and was the third annual Royal Rumble winner. A final promotion for WrestleMania VI came at the end of the show. April 1st, in Toronto's new Sky Dome. Saturday night's main event on January 27th brought the next chapter. The Hogan and Warrior were teaming up against two common enemies, the Genius and Mr. Perfect. The two champions together seemed to be an unbeatable team on paper, but it wouldn't work. During the match, the Intercontinental Champion accidentally clotheslined Hogan in an act of madness towards Perfect and the Genius after they had captured the victory. Again, the two men met face-to-face in the ring, acting out their aggression towards one another. Hatred was there and was enough to nearly draw out an all-out war. People began to speculate, could an eventual match between Hogan and Warrior be signed for WrestleMania? In time, it was. And that will lead us to our next part of the Hulkamania Chronicles. Warrior vs. Hogan, WrestleMania 6. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. If it wasn't for them... BTB wouldn't be possible. A brand new sponsor to be on the bell is Stitcher. Stitcher is a leading mobile audio company that provides a revolutionary media service which allows audio content to be easily aggregated, organized, and shared on mobile devices. 
It features the most up-to-date and relevant content in business, sports, politics, entertainment, and current events from the media industry's premier content providers. Stitcher works to provide an innovative platform for listening to audio content on the go. You can download the Stitcher app on all smartphones via the Android Market and the iTunes App Store. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. The SNS Radio Network provides daily audio programming that covers professional wrestling and sports entertainment. All produced by JJ Allcap Sexy, the SNX Radio Network provides nothing but top-notch audio for wrestling and sports entertainment fans. Shows include Wrestling News Live, The Pro Wrestling Rewind, Unplugged with JJ Sexy, What Would Fans Do, The Elite Force Podcast, and of course, Beyond the Bell. Also, the flagship of the SNS Radio Network, Sunday Night Showdown, where it covers all pay-per-views in the world of professional wrestling. The SNS Radio Network is streamed at Justin.tv, AudioWrestling.com, SNSRadioNetwork.com, Skype, and Google Voice. Basically, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Squared Circle Media. Jerome Willen provides Squared Circle Media to all pro wrestling fans. Squared Circle Media was designed to contain exclusive audio and video content. Squared Circle Media is proud to make episodes of Beyond the Bell and other pro wrestling audio content available to wrestling fans around the world. Pro Wrestling Ringside Radio contains news stories with analysis and opinions. And it is designed to be interactive by encouraging other fans to submit their own views of the top pro wrestling news stories. Pro wrestling fans are encouraged to send in their thoughts from Live Raw, SmackDown, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and other independent wrestling events held around the globe. You can find all content from Squared Circle Media at www.squaredcirclemedia.net. Ringannouncing.com is the official website of ring announcer Sean Beckerman. This is where you will find video, audio, and the latest schedule for the future of ring announcing. That's www.ringannouncing.com. All videos are streamed at the YouTube channel, also labeled Ring Announcing. www.ringannouncing.com is the home for your host of Beyond the Bell, Sean Beckerman. It's go time. The Jetpack. Hosts Sean Beckerman and Frank Zintel bring you The Jetpack the brand new podcast dedicated to the New York Jets. The Jetpack airs every week during the New York Jets regular season. Each show will discuss last week's game, the game plan for next week, and much more. It includes audio and comments from Jets players and staff, courtesy of NewYorkJets.com. You can find all archive shows at jetpack.libsyn.com and on iTunes. Once again, that's jetpack.libsyn.com. And on iTunes, the Jetpack has blasted off fans. If you are interested in advertising on Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com and in the title type, Advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time. Wrestling fans, that will do it for this week's edition of Beyond the Bell. We'll see you next week, fans, as we relive all things retro in wrestling. We'll end things off with our old school theme of the week. Good night, everybody.
WrestleMania 5, live from Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, Sunday afternoon, April the 2nd. And yes, you can join us on a pay-per-view basis when the mega powers explode. That's right. Earlier on, we heard from the World Wrestling Federation champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. Hot on the heels of those comments, we have to hear from the challenger, Hulk Hogan. Even though I knew exactly how you felt about me, Macho Man, at this point, I was letting everything slide, brother. I was just hoping that that cancer that was tearing you apart might go into remission, that everything would straighten itself out. 
But when I saw Akeem and the big boss man coming down on you, there was no way I was going to let the boss man brutalize you with a stick like he did to me. And as far as our manager goes, Elizabeth, there was no way I was going to let her get in the danger zone. That's why I was there, brother, right when you needed me. Man had seen enough. Macho was going with a scoop. A slam. Hogan coming in and cleaning house. Hogan coming to the rescue. My only concern, Macho Man, was the safety of the Mega Power team. It was only till later, brother, when I viewed the film, that I saw you standing behind me. The cancer still eating you alive. The boss man sticking your hand. The way you looked at me, man, I could see the demons in your eyes then. I let that go, too. The next time we were together was Brother Love Show. We were there with another demon. There's another love that you don't understand about. That's the love I have for the Macho Man. It's just as strong as Elizabeth. I love him like a brother. I meant every word I said, Macho Man. I've never lied to you. I've never lied to Elizabeth. And I've never lied to any of my Hulkamaniacs. When I said I loved you like a brother, Macho Man, I meant it. When I say I love my Hulkamaniacs, I mean that too. You know, yeah, I love Elizabeth too, Macho Man. But not the way you twisted the story. Not the way you edited the footage. This is what I really meant on Brother Love's show. I love Elizabeth. Just as much as the Macho Man does, but in a different way. I love Elizabeth like a sister, like blood. I washed my hands completely of you, Macho Man. We started out at the same level, brother, the same pinnacle as Mega Power Partners. My little hawksters gave you everything, man. They gave you their love. They gave you their dedication. You got power. You took courage from them to beat all odds, man. We based our love on the three demandments of the training, the prayers, and the vitamins. But you threw it all away, man. You couldn't function as a team with me, man. You're the one that was jealous. Jealousy that turned turned into a cancer that started eating you alive, Macho Man, eating your guts, brother. But as we get into WrestleMania 5, the love that you give is equal to the love you receive. That's the same with hatred, brother. You say you hate me. You hate all my Hulkamaniacs. Well, the hatred that you're giving off is going to be the same hatred that tears you apart, brother. When we get into the ring, Hulkamania is going to rule. Hulkamania is going to run wild at WrestleMania 5. And as the cancer starts eating your abdominal, Eat your pectoral muscles, goes up into your neck, and starts eating at your brain. There's only one thing that's going to be keeping you alive. That's your life support system, the WWE title. And as you start to lose your grasp, as your fingers start to slide down the front of the belt, that's when I'm going to strip it away from you. Pull the plug on your life support system. I'll be the new champion of the WWE. And what you going to do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world destroy you? Hey fans, ring announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment? From all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. What? 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 What?